Hey everyone and welcome to this special sponsored interview from Ossert's 2013 conference on the Gold Coast. I'm Patrick Gray. In this sponsor interview, we chat with Casey Ellis, the founder of Bug Crowd. Now, when Casey co-founded the business, the idea was simple. Uh, Bug Crowd would host outsourced bug bounty programs for companies that didn't have the expertise to run their own. Now, as some of you may well know, the idea really took off. But what no one expected was for Bug Crowd's registered testers to do a better job than many penetration testing teams, both internal and external. It's cheaper than a pen test, and in the case of web application or mobile application security testing, these bug bounty programs are actually turning up more actionable issues than penetration testing teams, which is not what really what anyone expected. So could these types of programs be disruptive to the penetration testing services industry? Casey joined me to discuss. The original approach that we took to Bug Crowd is, is for it to be something that would enable people that want to do a bug bounty program but don't have the resources or don't have the skills or the inclination or, or whatever to be able to do it. And we're still going on with that. But part of what's really worked in, in some of the uh, the conversations we've had clients over the past chunk of time is, you know, yeah, okay, we, we, we do pen testing in, in a traditional sense where we get someone in and pay them for their time to go and look at stuff. Um, can we try this as an alternative? And really, I mean... The way we've set things up, so you can we, we can run bug bounties on an ongoing basis, which is more what people I think are used to when they when they think of what these types of things are, how Facebook and Google and so on do them now. But then the other thing that we've put together is this sort of concept of a timed bug bounty where it's fit into a set start date, a set end date, it's a fixed um, a fixed cap on the budget that gets paid out to testers and, and obviously the targets are, are clarified before we kick off. And that when you look at, you know, the way a customer engages a consultancy to do a penetration test and compare it to this, it's it's actually very similar. It is similar, but there's kind of a key difference. I mean, first of all, well, one thing I want to chat about here is is about what the results are actually like between, you know, when you compare a pen test assessment, you know, done by professionals to, you know, a bug crowd bounty program, which is almost like a, you know, you'd call it a bug crowd assessment, which is, you know, a lot of amateurs. I'm sure there's a few, sure there's a few protesters in there who are trying out new stuff. But before we get to that, I want to just talk about the risk appetite um, sure. factor because I can imagine a lot of large companies saying, no way, like we're not going to do this. Uh, our lawyers aren't going to go for it. It's too risky. Forget it. Yep. And some have. Um, I guess the thing that's really surprised us over the past you know, four or five months or so that we've been, we've been really hitting this is how many are happy to do it. Um, but yeah, so look, a couple of the ways we, we address that risk and just speaking to that, most of the good testers that we've got, most of the people that actually, um, you know, we've got 1,700 people signed up. I think on average we have about 500 participate uh, per bounty and the guys that really consistently produce good results are actually full-time pen testers already. So we look, we look into them a little bit and, you know, these guys are, the, these are guys that work for companies that, that you'd know and this is something that they're either doing, you know, instead of work or lunch break or they come home and just want to do it more. Um, partly because of the cash, partly because of the, the fact that they're, they're security people and it's just what they love to do. And partly, I think, as well, you know, the, the fact that they get to kind of rank themselves on, on the world stage against other people that are doing the same thing. So of those 500, how many of them, uh, you know, are really coming up with the results? If you worked it out like a percentage that, you know, 10 dudes are actually coming up with 80% of your results? No, I think of those 500, I think most of those 
I'd have to look at the exact numbers, but most of that 500 have at least submitted findings. In terms of the number of people that we've actually paid out to, it's about, I think it's around about 200 of the 500. So they're people that are, have been the first to find a unique issue. Now, one thing that occurred to me, though, is that we used to say uh, the same thing about pen testing. When pen testing was a new service in the Australian market, it was like, whoa, companies are never going to go for this. It sounds really risky. It could result in sure. downtime, legal risk, legal risk. You don't really know who these consultants are. Could it be that we're just seeing another evolution of that and eventually people are going to get comfortable with the, uh, with the risk element? Honestly, I think that's how it's going to play out. Um, I, I really do. I mean, when you look at you know, part of when we go talking to people about uh, and position bug crowd against um, traditional consulting, you, know, you think about what things look like now the, in terms of the bad guys and, and what's out there from, from a threat perspective. You've got a, a large group of people they're not being paid for their time and they get rewarded for finding something. Like there's lots of skill sets in play, there's lots of different motivations. And you put that up against hiring, you know, consultants are good at what they do most of the time, but you, you put that up against, you know, one or two guys coming in for a couple of weeks a year or, or what however, however often the, the company engages those types of services, the bad guys have got the economic advantage purely by virtue of the nature of the model. Um, it's actually the model itself that's that's fundamentally uh, disadvantaging people that are trying to get secure. Well, it's almost like the the many eyes make bugs shallow idea, which yeah. has kind of been debunked a little bit because people didn't have the motivation to actually go bug hunting. But in the case of a bounty program, they do. So it's yeah, taking exactly. an old thing and making it uh, kind of work, right? Sprinkling a bit of good old fashioned uh, motivation on top of a old idea. Yep, absolutely. I mean, the motivation comes through through obviously the cash rewards. You know, I think I've mentioned it to you before. We we run like a points a point system, so these guys get to use Bug Crowd kind of in the same way developers use GitHub. It's like here's here is a a reference for my real world experience that I can you know use as a brag or, or use as a resume for an employer or for whatever reason. It also gives them the opportunity to compete and rank themselves against each other, which is something that's you know that that's something that already exists and is quite a quite a common theme in the security community. So we're just trying to draw that out and give these guys a platform to do that on. Now, when you first told me a few weeks ago that you thought this approach could become a viable alternative to black box web application testing, yep. uh, you know, obviously not you know code auditing and you know that 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 sort of stuff because that's a different discipline. But in terms of external black box web app testing. Uh, you know, I thought, no way, you know, this guy is, uh, is, is dreaming. And then yeah. you started telling me about the results that your bug bounty yes. program was getting. And there's, uh, there's one in particular that I think, um, that I think uh, actually sells your case pretty well. So the, uh, yeah, we had a client, um, quite, quite a well-known client who is obviously a little bit shy about this particular finding, but um, their internal team actually did a, a, an internal penetration test uh, or I did a, te a pen test using the internal team against the apps that we ended up doing a, a bug bounty on and submitted, like gave us the findings so that they were known, they were known findings when the thing kicked off. Um, the crowd found that every, every finding that was on that list, the crowd found and submitted every one of those within six hours of kickoff and went on to find like a crap ton more um, to the point where the client came back to us a little bit further down the track and, and basically said, you know, wow, our guys missed a lot of stuff, didn't they? Well, uh, to find to find a crap ton, um, the exact number of the I think it was in terms of the actual number of bugs that were found. I think it was roughly double. See, I can see people actually using this service as a 
you know, people rotate their work already. I can just see it as something that's going to get thrown into the mix and done every now and then. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't think it's a particularly a um, super-duper threat to web app testing. Do you, or you really think it could go that far? Oh, look, I think, you know, for now, I mean, it's a novel approach, right? And and the bulk of what we're doing, particularly over here in the States, is, is talking to people around around bug bounties. So that it's not so much, yeah, we want a new way to pen test. It's more, yes, we want to run a bug bounty program. We know what it is. We know that Google like it and so forth. Um, let's, let's find a way to actually get that started. But I think as time goes by, you know, the other side, the other thing that's kind of driving this and, and making it work from a market point of view is just a, there's not a lot of pen testers around in terms of the supply demand side of things. I think there was a there was a study last year that came out and it was like 90, 97% um, reported undersupply across all industry verticals in the US for, for um, these types of people. So, so it's yeah. just a way to access that. Uh, it's just a way to access that talent, I guess, in a distributed yes. way. And then, you know, then maybe you can get a qualified tester to come in and pick off other bugs or, you know, just it's it's just throwing another thing into the mix. Yeah, exactly right. It, it, it's connecting. You know, it's. I mean, there's there's smart people that do this stuff that are all over the place, and the economics of engaging them is kind of tricky because you take you know you take a pun on an outsourcer, and they might turn out to be pretty bad at what they do. But you know, the way we're doing things, they only get paid, and you only you only pay for the bug if there is actually a bug found. And I really do think that that's. And that's going to be uh, that's going to be one of the things that that really drives the the broader adoption of this approach to, to security testing. All right, well, Casey Ellis, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome, Pat. Cheers.